Have you thought about being on a board of directors? Or are you on one board and aspiring to jump into another board? Or are you in a nonprofit board and want to move to a corporate board? I'm going to discuss some of the ways that you can position yourself for a board seat. So join me today as I will not only be sharing specific steps, but also lessons and including a free chapter where women share their board journey. I'm JJ DiGeronimo, and I select each episode with you in mind, a working woman that wants to have more influence and impact than they have today. With insight and research, you can gain momentum, knowledge, and even tools to help you leap in the direction you desire. With each episode, you can visit the show notes where I include additional links, worksheets, and questions for podcast clubs. Let's get started. Yes, today's topics are about boards because for many of us, we seem like it's something we should do when we retire, something that's out of reach right now. But if you are someone that has aspirations to have more influence and impact, being on a board is an excellent way to enhance your skill set, share your knowledge, and advance something that's important to you. Just a few weeks ago, I was on a woman's trip and there were women in the room that had 15, 20, 25, and even 30 years of experience. And when I brought up the idea of pursuing a board seat, their first response was, oh gosh, I'm not the CEO. I'm not ready. I don't hold an executive title. But for women in tech, it's really interesting and other really specific roles. We have a lot of knowledge and expertise. In fact, when I was invited to my first board, it was filled with lawyers and accountants that helped run the business. And the first two meetings, I was relatively quiet. But then I realized that I have a lot of experience on bringing new products to market, on setting up channels, on creating bundled solutions, on building enterprise license agreements, on moving products to the next version and sunsetting old products. These are things that most accountants and lawyers don't have experience with. So regardless of where you are in your career journey, think about what skills you could bring to the table. Because more times than not, you have skills that boards need. So if this is a new idea for you or something that maybe you've thought about a few times, let's dive into some of the steps that will help you position for a future board seat. Now, before we jump in, I think it's always great to just define what it is. What is a board of directors? As many of you likely know, they have many duties, but first and foremost, they protect the shareholders' assets, and especially in a for-profit business. Their goals is to ensure that the stakeholders or the end users receive the services, the returns, the results that is promised by the organizations. The board often reviews strategic vision. They often help define it. They often help with ways to execute upon it. And so you really are an overseeing body that helps the organization advance its mission. Now, the difference between a for-profit and a non-profit becomes apparent when you look at the organization's mission, financial structure, board of directors, and their duties. The boards for both types of organizations bear much of the same responsibility. However, for-profit board directors' primary responsibility is to the stakeholders. Now, if you choose to pursue a corporate or a nonprofit, being clear on what the vision of the organization, the end user, and the goals of the board is super important. 
Most nonprofit boards make every decision that centers around the mission, the vision, and the values of the organization. And in many cases, if you're on a nonprofit board, you are expected to contribute financially to that mission in addition to being on that board. Now, many will say you have to start a nonprofit before you can go to for-profit boards. I don't really believe that. I think if you are passionate about a nonprofit, you believe in the vision, it's important to you, and it's something you want to pursue, you can definitely get a lot of experience, you can benefit the organization, you can advance your network, and even align to your passion projects. When I was preparing for my second book, Accelerate Your Impact, I was interviewing so many professionals about how they expanded their influence and impact. And some of them did talk about their board seats. Now, I found this conversation fascinating because I thought that you got to a certain point in your career and somebody tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, we'd love for you to join the board. Now, of course, this does happen for some people. But what I was surprised about is that all the women I interviewed that had board seats, almost 90% of them strategically positioned themselves for that board seat. Now I have to tell you, it wasn't easy to find women on boards. I initially reached out to my network of women and then I spent hours combing through profiles on LinkedIn to find women both on nonprofit and for-profit boards. Since then, I've talked about this in many keynotes. And when I ask women, how many of you are on boards? about 20% of the women raise their hand. And then I follow that question up with, how many of you put it on your LinkedIn profile? And almost none of them. So it's no surprise I had such a difficult time finding women outside of my network that were on boards. Now I specifically searched for these women because I wanted to hear their story. I wanted to understand how they got this really awesome opportunity. Because not only do you get to align to something that often empowers and inspires you, but the network of people that come together at those tables is often fantastic. And the exposure you get to other conversations and the opportunity to participate in committees and even additional leadership positions can really be such a value add not only to the organization, but to your career journey. Now, many of you know I use LinkedIn backwards. I'm always using it as a research tool to find people in positions that I aspire to be in, to find resources to help me kick off projects, or even point experts on particular topics I'm working on for certain chapters for new books. With that, when I reached out to the women that had the board seats on their profile, some of them were reluctant to share their journey. They were either busy, not interested, or really didn't know what I was using it for. So maybe I didn't do that great of a job explaining it, but I did want to put together very specific questions and their feedback to help you understand that there is no straight path. The five questions I presented to women are, how did you get invited to the board? I found that many of them didn't get tapped on the shoulder like I thought they did. They actually had very strategic steps they had taken to get that invitation. Question number two, did you need a sponsor or someone to help you connect with the right person or someone who nominated you? If you refer back to episode number eight, why women need mentors and sponsors at work, 
this really relates to that. Are there people at tables you're not invited to that are suggesting you for new opportunities or even board seats? And often this requires you to share your accomplishments, which I talk very specifically about in episode number six. So how did you get invited and did you need someone to speak up on your behalf or nominate you? The third question is, how did you join this board? What were the steps? What did you have to do? Was there an interview process? Did you have to submit your resume? Were there special committees you had to be part of? Question number four, how does the board help you in your career goals? What access is it given you? What exposure? What new skill sets? And question number five, what lessons have you learned, not only in the process, but also being part of this new experience? Now I have to share the answers were fascinating and it really reassured me that it is possible, but oftentimes we have to work at it. And as my gift to you, I'm going to include this chapter from Accelerate Your Impact in the show notes. So if you want to see Amy or Sue or many of the other women I have interviewed, if you want to see their path, what it took to get from an idea or a goal or an aspiration to getting that board seat, download the chapter, read their story, Check out the answers to the five questions I just mentioned. Because if more of us explore board seats, it enables more women at more tables. So I really encourage you to jump over to the show notes at jjdgeronimo.com forward slash 20 to download the show notes for this episode that gives you really specific examples of how women like you have gotten onto boards, both for-profit and non-profit. I'm sure you don't think about your laundry and helping a woman entrepreneur, but as a customer of EarthBreeze, not only do I save the planet from extra laundry detergent plastic containers going into the earth, but I also help women in Ghana. EarthBreeze, with their eco sheets, not only give them to me, but they send them to 10 people that need them, and they also contribute to a nonprofit in Oregon that is helping women entrepreneurs that use she butter to build their business. So if you want to help the planet and help other women, check out EarthBreeze. The link's in the show notes. This is the time. This is the time to really consider how you can get in positions that create more executive exposure, more leadership skills, and things are working in our favor. California's groundbreaking laws require corporations to have at least one woman on their board of directors, which has quadrupled the number of women on boards. So this is the time. Things are shifting. We are being asked to participate at new levels. And it is really up to us to step in, lean in, know that if we're 80% ready, we should go for it. Not waiting to that 100% mark that holds so many women back. And globally, this has been happening for a while. Europe has the highest female representation on boards, with 81.8% of boards having three or more females as of 2020. Many European countries have mandates requiring women on corporate boards, including Norway, Germany, France, Spain, Italy, Belgium, Iceland, and the Netherlands, as well as the European Commission. So I see this trending in the right direction for us. And really, it's about putting our positioning together, getting ready to have opportunities beyond our current role. And for those of you out there that are already doing this, please 
Write to me, share how it's happened for you, share it in your communities, talk about it on LinkedIn, because I think if women see it, they know it is more possible. So just a few parting things that I have really learned in talking to all the women that are on boards and even in my own professional journey. I'm on a few corporate boards and a couple nonprofit boards, and I have found these tips really helpful in my journey, and I have gathered them from interviewing the women In chapter 14, identifying, joining, and participating in boards. And as I mentioned, I'm going to give the entire chapter to you because if you really resonate with this podcast and you feel compelled to download it, I really feel like you need the resources, the insight, and the steps that other women have taken to make their goals a reality. So some of the takeaways from the women that I've interviewed is one, be honest with how much time you have and how much you want to contribute. Step two, These commitments can enhance your professional brand, but they often require a commitment. Be responsible for the commitment you make to serve on the board. These companies are looking for you and your experience and expertise and perspective. If you join a board, you need to follow through and participate. Join the committees, be helpful, and make time to make a difference. Number three, being part of a board of director can often create an opportunity to interact with community and business leaders that you might not otherwise have access to. Number four, jumping directly into your desired board seat may happen, but as you will see in many of the stories included in the chapter I'm providing with this podcast, many of them have started with committees, connections, or work that created the opportunity for the invitation to be on the board. And number five, your career and life likely will have many twists and turns. You may encounter a time where you need to change directions and even change boards. Aligning to board seats are often instrumental and will help to catapult not only your knowledge, experience, and network, but even give you the ability to create momentum around something beyond your day job, something that matters to you, something that inspires you. And that energy often gives you the momentum to leap in the direction you desire. So thank you so much for joining me again here at Career Strategies for Women That Work. If you heard something that could benefit other professional women in your network, feel free to pass it along. And be on the lookout for the podcast club questions, which I encourage women's groups to get together, listen to the podcast and use the questions as starter questions to get the conversation rolling. I really appreciate you making the time to join me here and I look forward to joining you again.